Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Three, and boom. Okay. Here we are. Back again. Friday podcast. Just like originally. The original, the OG. Friday morning podcast. That's right. Back when you only worked four days a week. Remember those days? I do remember those days. That's right. And then they talked you into covering uh, a fifth day for a short period of time. And then yeah, we just kind of kept on going. Morphed into here. Unless it's been, you're still just covering... Well, there was that. It was still covering it. And plus, you get used to that extra couple hundred bucks on a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's they knew it. They knew it. They knew it. So, anyways. Anyways. So, back to Friday. Back to Friday with way less paychecks. I haven't worked in like three weeks. <laughs> so. So, we completely traded Fridays for zero paychecks. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Maybe not the best trade-off. No. But. Nonetheless, regardless, here we are. Nevertheless, we're here. We're, uh, yeah, coffee in hand, ready to rock. Gonna take a trip to the weed store after the podcast. No, that is different about this Friday. Is previous when we were doing it on Fridays, I would be in completely sober state. 
Yes. But James probably not. Nope. Because James is gen- rarely in a completely sober state. It's a fine balancing act between a couple mental states. It is. But we are coming into this episode with a very scientific mixture of caffeine and THC. Yes, I got a little sugar thrown in my coffee, so... I didn't, I don't have the sugar in there. little THC, yeah. Well, I had some chocolate milk and a protein shake this morning. See? So I got some sugar in there. A little bit. And so, yeah. It's a good combination. It is. Especially when you tone it out just or space it out just right. Yep. I know we had our... Your CBD infused pre-roll joint for the. Is it CBD infused or is that just the strain? Not that's infused, how, but like that's just how it goes. Yeah, sorry, wrong terminology. Come on, I know, man. I know, dude. Game. I gotta step my game up, man. <laughs> Sound like a fucking amateur here, an amateur. Can't be an amateur here in Colorado. No, I know, man. Well, everybody's <laughs> an amateur in Colorado compared to some of these fucking people. Take their science. Very seriously. It's like getting in when I got in brewing for a minute and you start, you know, measuring gravity of the, it's like, what the fuck, man? There's people who are like deep down the science of brewing beer. And so, Did yeah. you ever like brew any good beer that you liked or was it all kind of Fuck suspect? yeah, no, it was Did all you? good. Was it? Yeah. Dude, fresh beer is the best beer. It's good. It's really good. So why'd you stop doing it? It's a little bit of a time-consuming process compared to driving down to the beer store. <laughs> so, you know, you gotta you gotta order the ingredients, and then and that's the thing too with with brewing beer is uh, you remember Krenzer, right? Yeah, he's he's the guy who got me into it. Remember he he brewed beer would bring beer into Old Gracie Baja. That's right. And uh, that's right. He had the Stone Squirrel Stout. I had one that like he'd given me, and I. I Open up my kitchen and it was overly carbonated and it started fucking going off like a geyser. It was like <laughs> spraying up and hitting the ceiling of my kitchen. <laughs> and I was like on the other side of the kitchen, you know, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm trying to cover it and they go over to the sink and it's spraying <laughs> and you can see the marks on the ceiling. I do I remember that story now that you're saying that. I was like, I, man, I got crossfaced by the fucking stone stone, squirrel, stone, stone squirrel, squirrel stout. stout. Yeah. So, anyways, he got me a, a kit, and it, it's a one-gallon kit, and so it's a little different. Like usually, you're brewing like five gallons, and there's another step or so involved, and so this is like kind of a, a, a quick and easy way to get introduced to brewing beer, but you only get, uh, man, like probably less than 12 beers out of it, so for all the time that you're putting into it, you know, you give a couple beers away, and you know, and then it's like barely worth your time. How long, did, like, how long would it take you to get those twelve beers, roughly? Man, well, so you had to brew it, which would be an afternoon. Not, I mean, not you know, a couple hours uh, between brewing it and then bottling it, and then you had to let it sit uh, for a couple of weeks. And so, also, I mean, you're talking a couple of weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't just brew it up. It's not like fucking... It is like tea. Like, you you know, like, you're, it's basically like fucking rot, uh, you know, brewing up some grain tea mm-hmm. and uh, and then letting it ferment is basically what you're doing. And But yeah, you got to let it ferment. So unlike kombucha, which ferments in like a day or two, yeah, you got to leave it and I, uh, leave it fermenting for a couple weeks. So yeah, I'd be like... You know, three 
plus weeks. And then you got to order the ingredients and do it all over. Yeah, again. do it all over again. So I, I got tired of that, so I, I doubled up. I ordered another one gallon kit because I didn't want to jump into the five gallon uh, world just yet. And then uh, so I was I was doubling it up and doing like basically two one gallon kits at a time, so I'd get a little bit more beer out of it. It was a little bit more worth my time. So I should do it. I don't have any excuse. It's not like I don't have time, but. It is just a another thing. There's to some, add, yeah, there's some things plate. you do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you do, you, you try things on, right? See how they feel, and it's like, man, I don't, I don't mind brewing beer, but for whatever reason, it's just not the, you know, what I, I, I have to, I have to make myself do it. Yeah, the time cost doesn't quite jive out for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's a shit ton of things I do where right. the time cost isn't. That's, I mean, jujitsu, right? Like fucking. That's a good trick. It is, but I mean, you look at like the amount of time that you spend for, you know, I know it's hard because like we really appreciate and it is like really cool the time, but if you, if you look at it, it's like, dude, really it takes you 10 years to fucking just start to figure this shit out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it really is not the most efficient use of your time if you're just saying like, you know, just for normal day to day activities, no. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially if you're gonna be, you know, you want to become a black belt, like you want to master it, like you know, you can dabble in it and do it, and then that's what happens with a lot of people. You hit that point where like the rapid progression, right? Like getting eighty percent confident at something, like it's not. That's what the whole four hour work week, four hour whatever hack is. It's like. You know, look, it doesn't take that much effort to get 80% confident at something. And if you can get 80% confident at something, man, you're better than most people. And so, you know, you don't have to be a fucking expert in your, in this field, uh, uh, you know, be competent in it. And, but if you want to be an expert in it, was, well, you know, it takes a lot more time and energy and effort and that last 20%. It's like, you know what I mean? It takes 20% of the time to get that first 80%, and then like 80% of your time to get that last 20%. Like, you know, you reach a point where your time investment is not, you know what I mean? If you're just being like, just really strict about it, like that's not, you know, spending all this time and you're fucking barely improving on your on your pass. And it's like, well, fuck yeah, but that little small improvement for us, like, you know, that's why it's hard. Like. I'll put in those hours because to me it's worth it. But that's why people are like, what the fuck are you doing? They don't understand it. But that's why people don't master shit. Because we're not, it's not part of our mindset, right? Like we don't have a, a, a master's mindset um, society. It's a fucking turn them and burn them. As soon as you get bored, go to something fucking else. go to something else. Oh, your fucking wife bores you, divorce her. Fucking, <laughs> go to something your workout else. bores you, go find something else. Like, whatever it is. And so you're not really taught to, like, grind. Like, no, man, sometimes you got to fucking put in that ridiculous amount of time for that small incremental improvement. But that's what leads to mastery. And it's that sense of mastery, though, that, like, really gives people a sense of meaning and accomplishment you know like if you feel like you're you have some mastery or you're, you're working towards it you, you know like that's one of the 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 things that i guess like you know when you're looking at like people who tend to be happy and mentally healthy 
you know, they feel like they have some control over their, their work. They feel like they've got, you know, mastery with something. They feel like they're part of a tribe, you know, so like these things are, uh, are part of what makes for a mentally healthy human being. But again, we're just not, that's not what we're taught. Yeah. That's, that's a big part of it. It's not what we're taught. Yeah. It's, it's not like quote unquote, like there's societal norm. <clears throat> no, not, not at the moment no. for sure. So, but that's what makes jujitsu cool. Yeah. One of the many things yeah. that makes jujitsu cool. That's why it's not for everyone. You know, what's funny is I was, uh, so I was trying to teach the other night with one leg, you know, so you've seen how I do mm-hmm. that, you know, like I'll take two people, you were one of my robots Yep. and I just, I explain it and you guys go through it. But man, that's what I've been doing that when I'm sitting off to the side of classes and I like say you were teaching the other night and then um, I see somebody screwing something up and you know, you're over there, yeah, helping, yeah. you're over there helping somebody else. So I normally I'd be like, no, I'll do it like this. I go show them. But being that I don't have that ability at all, Man, like I really had to like figure out the most concise way to get that information across. Yeah. And I could as soon as I started explaining it the way that made sense in my head, because <coughs> I was explaining it to like this blue belt chick, and uh, as soon as I got like a sentence in, I could clearly tell the way I saw it and the way she saw it were two totally different things. Yeah. And my understanding and the words I were using were not going to sink in. Yeah. So I had to like, I had to like backpedal. Like, all right, I got to put this into some different words because we're seeing different things. Yeah. Because I, I explained it and she'd start doing it. And I'm like, whoa, that is not at all the words that came out of my mouth. <laughs> How did that just happen right there? Well, what happened, this is something I, I learned from, uh, from coaching, is that what happened is she reinterpreted your words. Right. Like that little game that I played with you. Like we, everybody does it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can play that game. Like what does someone say versus what does someone hear? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much at any moment. Um, you can play that game. And so, yeah, the old, and I'll, I will use the term, like tell people, cause I, you can tell because it, like it starts to get frustrating. Like you're telling them something and they keep doing the same damn thing over and over again. And it's like, look, you're not changing the words in your head. You just keep using the same fucking word, you know, cause when you're doing a technique, like you have to think something. Right, like words at first, at first, like a technique is step one, step two, step three. There are words in your head that are driving the technique. At least there fucking should be. It should be. It should be. <laughs> there is Again, a you can tell with some people the blank look and they're like, like, dude, like we explain this. Step one, pass the arm across. Step two, do this. You know, like if you use those words in your head, and that's the thing a lot of people don't know how to be coached. And so they don't know how to like, you know, and so they're, they literally reinterpret the word. So you say, you know, turn your hips and she says in her head, like, I don't know, like move my hips over here. And it's like, that's nah, not exactly the same thing, you know, like, no, turn my hips. Like, and so, you know, as a coach, I got to the point where, and I'm sure it's what you're finding, like, you know, you gotta be really, uh, concise and clear on the terms like the words that you're using and you almost want to pick like the the words that you would want them to use in their head while they're doing the technique yeah like chant like stop like i've had a few people that i've literally made them say it out loud so like i couldn't get them to stop the fucking chatter in their head and i literally had to make them say it out loud like say it out loud step one do this. Step two, do this. 
And amazingly, the technique is always much better when they're saying it out loud. And then it's like after they said it out loud once or twice, it's like, okay, now I want you to do that, but I don't want you to say the words out loud. I just want you to say them in your head. And okay, now we're in the right thing. Let's just, you know, we're doing the right thing. Let's focus on that. But yeah, 100%, she was reinterpreting your words into her own coaching cues, basically, and then using those coaching cues to try to get through the technique. And they were matching. No, 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 man. She didn't understand the fucking, (laughs) what, what she's trying to do. So... (laughs) <laughs> you see that all the time. Yeah, I see it all the time. All and, the time. And it's definitely getting a magnifying glass put on it when I'm trying to explain techniques with just words. Yeah. But I do not have the ability to demonstrate. Yep. A very limited ability to demonstrate. It's been an interesting challenge. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun, it is a fun, fun little challenge. Game. Yeah. It is like, you know, with, with fitness coaching, you're, you get limited, you know, because you can only, you know, you show it to people, but you, you definitely have to figure out, like, how do I... Because you'll be coaching like a group, you'll have you'll be in charge of like you know three, four, five or more people, and you see Susie over there like starting to fuck up her deadlift, and it's like, man, you better have some some strong, short coaching phrases in your fucking back pocket that you can just pull out and say to her across the gym, and she fucking does what Correct. you want her yeah. to do. Because if you're always relying on having to go and show people and put hands on people. Every time you need to help them move better. It doesn't scale. You can't help. It doesn't scale and you're not doing your fucking job, man. You're not doing your job as a trainer, really. I mean, so, but that's, uh, you know, that's, but yeah, that's, that's the goal. Like to be able to sit on one side of the gym and just say something and have people be able to pick up on it and correct what they're doing. And then you're like, then things fucking run smooth. But that's where there's just a lot that goes into coaching, which makes it fun, you know? And it is, it's, it's like jujitsu, uh, where the feedback is very quick, very uh, immediate, if you're doing a good job coaching or not doing a good job coaching. Because if fucking people are not getting it and they're flailing, like, you're not doing a good job coaching. Especially <laughs> if it's a couple people that are doing right. it. Right, yeah. yes, and you're seeing the same I, I, I saw you. I saw you self-correct that the other night. You, you were teaching that pass. And I can't remember what part of the pass. But I, I saw you go over and fix the mistake on one group. One you know one pair of training partners. Yeah. Then I see you go fix it on another <laughs> pair. The exact same thing. And then I've seen you get up and look around and just watch like everybody. Like through a couple more rounds or a couple more techniques. You're like, all right, everybody stop. <laughs> Come back. Come back. We got to fix this. Yep. But I saw it all play out in your head. Yeah, like, totally. You're like, I fixed it once. Okay, anomaly. I fixed it twice. Wait a second. I've seen a pattern. Let's so there's, oh, there's a couple more people here. Yeah, let's fix this. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we've talked about that. That's like, really, like, because you don't know, man. You're going to do your best to coach something. But again, you don't know where the mess up's going to be. And so instead of, like, overcoaching it at the beginning, like, show people enough to get them fucking moving through the technique, which, you know, if people hear me coach, they'd be like, what the fuck, man? You still talk a lot. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> I was going to call you out on that. Well, see, I guess like, so here's my, and, and this is, <laughs> I'm going to go off on a little side road here. So here's my thought process on it. I, li- I like to show a technique three times. The first time through, man, I'm going to explain some things. I'm going to explain like, okay, we're doing this. You know, here's why we're doing this. I need to get the elbow 
trapped over here. So I, I'll try and explain the fight, I guess, like what you're trying to do to get where you're going. Like, and then the next one, go through it a little quicker, not hitting the details as much. And then the third one is like, you know, go through. And, and so, but my, that, like, that's how I, that first one, man, I know it seems like I catch myself. I'm like, fuck dude, you're starting to talk a lot. <laughs> People just want to do some technique, but it, uh, um, yeah, I feel like explaining those fights to people helps because if they don't understand like why they're doing, why they're doing it, right? Like we were teaching the, the, you know, teaching the flower sweep the other night and it's like, man, if you don't understand that when you get that arm across and you reach around and you grab in, you know, the armpit or the material, whatever it is, but you're reaching around and locking your elbow down on their back, but you're doing that because you got to keep their elbow trapped. The fight's their elbow. Like you got to keep your hip in tight to the elbow. If you don't understand that you're trying to keep that elbow trapped and you're just reaching up and grabbing and just hanging on, then you're, it changes things, it changes things and it, it, it misses it. And so, you know, like explain to people, look, we're doing this because you want to keep the elbow trapped. Now I don't, you know, like I said like the next time and next time I don't explain all those points, but, um, I don't know. That's just a lot of it is you, people tend to coach the way that they like to learn and so, like, I'm very analytical. Like, if I understand why I'm doing something, I have a much easier time That's the thing I was just going to, I was going to point that out. Because that is, you are super analytical. And you need to know why you're doing shit. Like, it doesn't say, I, you know, I've seen that with you. Like, when you're learning to move, if there isn't a why there, it doesn't sink in. You know, it's just, it's just the way it is. And so that's the way. As soon as I know why. Why, then it's like, oh, oh, done. Yeah. And then you got it catalog it on the next thing yeah and so i see it when you teach it that's how you try to get it across to people yeah so yeah and i understand that that you know jujitsu is a long process yeah. and so there's a lot of things that people are going to have to hear two three four times six times, six times before they get it but they're going to have to hear it you know what i mean so like do i i'm sitting there explaining this stuff and like do i expect the new white belt who's only been training for a couple months to remember all of what i'm saying like is what I'm saying maybe a little bit too much at that moment in time for that one individual? Maybe, right? But like I'm thinking about it, like I said, in the bigger picture because like in another three months, he's going to hear somebody explain something and, and they're going to, and it's like, okay, there's time number two. And then there's time number three and he gets it. And he's like, why didn't anybody ever tell me this before? <laughs> right? It's like, motherfucker. At least, you know, it's a little different, you know, thinking about that because I learn... I best a little bit differently. Like sometimes there's a lot of times I don't know the why I'm doing something and I don't really care because I know it'll present itself to me when I screw it up. Right. I'll do that a lot. When I'm learning a new move, you know, I get shown something new. There's times that I won't even fucking think about why. You know, sometimes sometimes it's self-evident. I've been doing it so long. I I can see. Somebody says, hey, post here or put this grip here you understand like you understand jujitsu principles enough right. to like understand the gross why of what's right. going on but so sometimes like i don't like say somebody shows me their you know preferential grip over right, what right, i right. was doing yes yeah a detail and, a detail and yep. I, and there, there's times i'm like all right i'll just i'm like okay fuck it yep. and i'll just run with it yep. i won't put too much thought into it until i put it into use and drilling yep. some live rolling and then it, then it doesn't work or it works really well. Then I start dissecting it. Yeah, like, that's that's how I learn shit. Like, I'll just go on blind face sometimes. Like, yeah, coach says wrap back here and grab his armpit. Fuck it, I'm wrapping back there and grabbing the armpit. Right, right. I, I yeah. don't understand. I'm trying to trap the elbow with my chest. 
I thought I'd just grab him in the armpit. Right. Later on, it'll present itself to me. Oh, I was trapped in the elbow, so maybe I don't need the armpit. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. I see. I know there's. That's kind of how I learn. So I know there's other people that learn like that too. That yeah. So they're like, fuck it, just tell me where. Tell me step one, two, three, and four, and we'll yeah. figure that out later. We'll do it, yeah, yeah. And, and figure. We'll go it paint out. by number first, and then yeah. We'll, I'll do that too. There's definitely, I feel like with details, like you're saying, like if somebody's like, I like this grip or I like doing it, you know, this way. But again, like the problem that I have is if it seems to completely violate something else, some other like thing that I know, like that's where I really, I have trouble where I'm like, dude, how do I square this away? If I could square <laughs> this away with the other thing, you know, as long as it's not just completely violating some other principle that I think that I understand um then yeah like I'll, I'll do that i'll just okay i'm just gonna do this and get blown up and see what happens but just do it on faith like you said like okay if, if you know he says to do it this way i'm gonna do it this way and see what happens and uh yeah you, it, it's uh you do you see where people are shutting it down and but what's funny though is sometimes you're you you you're doing it because kind of how that pass that i was showing people the other night came about is it's like it's a weird hybrid of a bunch of people's shit. Like, it's not one pass. Like, nobody's shown me that pass. But every, a lot of people have shown me, like, elements of that pass. And a lot of it was like, you know, okay, I'm going to do what you showed me. A problem presents itself. But, man, for whatever reason, my answer to that problem is not the same. Is not your answer. And so, like, the answer that I come up with uh, is maybe veering down a little more, um, I turn my freaking ringer off, fucking phone, um, you know, veering towards somebody else. Like I, I, I think like, you know, I got like, we got like Pimenta and then we got like Canudo. Right. And they both have like a little bit different jujitsu. And so like, I can start a pass like Pimenta and, and he's got real heavy pressure. Like, man, when that dude starts fucking moving forward and putting pressure in, yeah, it's, we've talked about it. It's like any movement is, is side to side, screwing in tighter, tighter, tighter. You know, Canuto plays a little, a little looser. He can kind of like do a little bit more of the, you know, surfing and end up on your back and, and shit. And, and I remember when he was here, he even said like, you know, that's just, I don't, that's just not my game. I don't have that high pressure game. I like to play this little game here. And so they got a little bit different style of jujitsu. And so I learned stuff from him and I learned stuff from him. And it's like, I may start a pass like Pimenta and encounter a problem. And instead of continuing to try to that pass the way that like Pimenta answers that problem, I kind of switch gears towards like, oh, I kind of like, you this know, answer. A, a, this answer. I'm in a similar position to what Jamie showed me here. And so now I can kind of use what Jamie's showing me. And so kind of what we're talking about like pathways, right? Like I learned these different pathways from different people and then kind of learning how to like integrate them in. But like you said, like you, you, you have to have, you have to have faith. It's, man, it's like with anything with jujitsu, with with fitness, with fucking life coaching, anything. There's a moment where you just have to, because coach said so. Why are you doing it that way? Because coach, coach said, said so. Because so. coach said so, man. And I'm just, that's, I'm doing it. I'm learning something because coach said so. And eventually, you know, it go, it, you you start to expand beyond that. But there's definitely times when you just got to be like, man, coach said so. I may not understand it 100 percent. But I just have to have faith that I will do the process and just coach said so. That's what I'm doing. So, yeah. anyways, yeah, it's a good, 
Good little side rant on. That sounds dude. We said that we started out strong. Like the first thirty minutes of this podcast has been jujitsu. Jujitsu. That is so unlike us. That is so unlike. I don't know if we've ever had an episode like that to where we just jump into jujitsu shit. Sometimes it happens like once in a while. Once in a while. I'd say like once every like ten episodes or so, we get (laughs) wild hair up our ass and start talking jujitsu right off the bat. That is kind of weird. Yeah, but I'm not a sort of related topic. You see that because you know how Eddie Alvarez and. Uh, Demetrius Johnson went over to One FC. Yep. You know the Chinese MMA organization. Yes. Yeah. They're fighting this weekend, and it's oh, on really? Sunday. I don't know what time it is, and I don't know how to watch it. It was on that DAZN, D A Z N, which is like a subscription sports app. Mm-hmm. But now it's man, it was on something else. I just saw it advertised like the Bleacher Report. So I don't know if you gotta have a fucking subscription to that or how that works. I mean, yeah, dude, yeah. Man, that's that's a problem with watching all this shit. You got to figure out how to watch it. Yeah. You see now with the UFC that the pay per views, I believe I heard this right, is that you, uh, you can't get the pay per view unless you have an ESPN Plus subscription. I see. I, I seem to remember like ESPN Plus. Yeah, hearing that they are the exclusive provider yeah. of. UFC pay-per-view. So yeah, unless you're paying that five dollars a month for the subscription, and that pay-per-view comes up, you you I don't think you can go just. Well, I even do like the like the UFC uh, fight pass, huh? What's that? Like you can't even get it through the fight pass. I'm not a hundred percent certain, yeah. but that's the way I heard it. I'll have to see. I mean, if, it, there will be a moment where we'll all go to buy a fight, and then we'll learn. Yeah, <laughs> then you can just use my login. I've got yeah. the ESPN Plus. Yeah, so. yeah, that's cool. But yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I can see that there's a lot of fucking people trying to make money off those three letters, man. Yep. And ESPN paid a lot of money. I mean, the, whoever the fuck bought it paid a lot of money for the UFC. And ESPN paid a lot of money for the rights to show the UFC. And they are, trying to cash in. They, everyone is trying to, yeah, cash in, trying to get some return on those billions. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a, it's a bunch of fights. Man, they are just pumping the fights out. Pumping them out. Every weekend they have something. It's like... The problem The problem is, I think I, I'm sure I bitched about this before, is that there is, like I just talked about with like the Zone and the Bleacher Report and ESPN Plus, there's so... you got to have so many different services to watch the fucking thing. <clears throat> you know, like if, if there's a pay-per-view, like you can watch... They're not on Fox anymore, but they'll have ESPN, regular ESPN prelims and so if you don't have cable or an ESPN subscription you can't watch those then they have the ESPN plus prelims so yeah. if you got that subscription you can watch those and then you got the fucking pay-per-view which or whether it's on ESPN plus or sometimes it switches back over to ESPN yeah. so they're doing the same shit they did with Fox like flipping back and forth yep. god damn it man that just makes me want to bang my head on the wall yeah I'm not I'm no marketing genius but that just doesn't seem I'm just trying to spread the love man there's something dude like, spread what the, the fuck, love man well, that whole ESPN Plus, um, dude, it's funny. They, I know, I know they weren't, they didn't do it just for the UFC, but they basically were, uh, like, those two are tied at the hip. Like, that's yeah. kind of one of the main things that they're getting. Uh, one of their main pushes is the the UFC stuff. They yeah, and on that it. app, it's like UFC stuff. And then soccer and, like, some college basketball. But now that it's March Madness, I don't even know if they're putting college basketball on there. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, yeah, 
just other shows yeah. like analysis shows. Yeah, and they have the, there's some they got all the thirty for thirties on there. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, that's sweet. You watched the Bad Boys one yet? Uh, I think I did. Did you? I think I did when I first got the app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But uh, what else is he gonna talk about? That was kind of random. Oh, this is super random. So I got some weird news. Okay. Topics. Oh, okay. Came across. I don't know how I came across this, but this is fucking awesome. So there was these two guys in Australia that got into an argument. Neighbors of some sort. They, they, they live out in the fucking sticks, from my okay. understanding of yeah. the article. And they got into an argument over something. <laughs> and the one neighbor had a bow and arrow on him and started pulling it out. And so the other neighbor grabbed his phone out to record it, you know, whatever, to try to get him in trouble. Well, the dude shot the arrow at him. And it just so happened, hit the phone. Like, it hit the phone and deflected, like, kind of cut the guy's face, but that was it. That was the only injury he got. And they had a picture of it, the arrow right through the phone. They, it just shit house fucking luck as he pulled it out, the dude was pulling out a bow and arrow, and it fucking saved his life. Dude, that guy tried to shoot the motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, you know what? I just, like, on some level, like, how glad is that guy <laughs> that he hit that phone? Like, what the fuck are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, we've had that discussion. Like, how are you going to dispose of that body, motherfucker? Like, they live far enough out in the sticks. Man, You might still. have just been able to. Maybe, maybe. I, you know what, dude? a croc or something. There might be a different, they might be a different breed. I just, I feel like that's <laughs> one of those things that, you know. 10 seconds later you're sitting there staring at a fucking dude with an arrow in his yep. face and you're thinking like shit fuck that may not have been the fucking best <laughs> that idea was, that wasn't the best decision <laughs> it was not the best decision <laughs> so man like you know what I mean like yeah the guy holding the phone was lucky but dude the so dude the guy with the arrow is lucky too man you don't want to fucking live with that <laughs> like yeah you're, you're gonna have to deal with some shit but way less shit than if you put a fucking arrow in old boy's face <laughs> Over some fight over like your sheep ranging onto his exactly. land. I'm sure or it was something ridiculous. Oh my god, man! That's I, I, got, funny. I got a kick out of that story. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good one. Yeah. A, I was gonna say there can't be guns involved because they got no it's fucking, Australia. It's Australia, but they <laughs> a bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. <laughs> I was waiting for the boomerang to come and do it, but I guess no boomerangs. Man, I saw. This fucking guy making his boot. I think because I found that article and it was Australia. I th- maybe it was on YouTube or something. And then it related, you know, is oh, you might like this. And it showed some guy with a boomerang doing a, a trick shot. Oh. Man, that was fucking cool. I remember having one a boomerang as a kid. Like, Me too. Not, not not like an old-fashioned wood one, but a plastic one. Yeah. One that you can actually get to work. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that. I was like, man, has he tried a boomerang yet? No, not really. He can't quite throw good enough yet. Yeah, man, boomerangs just aren't the thing that they were when we were kids. Why? Because they got iPhones? Well, no, but I just mean like, I don't know. It's funny, man. There's like there's like a zeitgeist thing, you know what I mean? Like there is like a, a, a pop culture mindset in that ebbs and flows, right? And like, dude, when we were kids, boomerangs and you had fucking crocodile Dundee. Like Australia was like, there was a, a, it was a different, it was just a different thing, man. Like people were all, just all enamored with anything Australian. What was and, that? Wasn't there a cartoon guy or a superhero that had boomerangs? That fucked people up with boomerangs? I don't remember. I just remember that dude on fucking Suicide Squad or Suckers for Pain as Z calls it. <laughs> he calls, that's what he calls that movie the suckers of pain 
He's like, I want to watch Suckers of Pain. <laughs> but uh, there was that Captain Boomerang dude on that movie. But he's some fucking C-rated DC common foot guy. I doubt that you... If you did, man, you had to have something to do with Australia. Hmm. So. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah. That's completely random. But I saw that and I was like, man, that's cool as fuck. Yeah. Shooting somebody's fucking phone. That, or that and the boomerang. Boomerang, yes. Yeah, boomerangs are, were, uh, were cool. I don't know. I don't know if I want Z to have one. We gotta get a stolen arm up. I know. We just gotta work on that. We gotta work on that and then we can get him to throw shit. Yeah. And I got him a, a rope in his tree now so he can swing on it and climb on it. Sweet. I know. You gonna still try to build a jungle gym? We'll I don't know, man. We'll see. I have all sorts of ideas in my head that once I start going out and thinking about what it'll take to put them in reality, start rethinking them. So, we'll see. It's not a small project. It's not a small project. And, yeah, I don't have a shit ton of room in my yard. So, if I can just keep stringing stuff off his tree and turn his tree into some sort of, you know, that's what they used to do. Yeah. Build fucking tree houses and put a little fort in there. I'll still do that. You can still do that. Yeah. I'll just put a ladder all the way to the top. Just <laughs> hammering two by fours. That seems safe. Yeah. Just make sure you get like four. Each year for his birthday, you let him nail a new step in. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you can still grow a little bit stronger and get just one step higher yep. in the tree. You get heavier, you get to climb to the thinner branches. <laughs> yeah, that seems That's safe. right. <laughs> That's the way we do it. Oh, shit. Yeah. We should go the opposite of that, but yeah. so all right. So yeah. any, any other news stories? You said you had a couple. There was a couple. What was the the Australian cell phone guy? There was. Huh. Oh, there was a. This is this isn't really worth mentioning, but I thought <laughs> it fuck it. There was a guy in Florida. Of course, it was Florida. That uh, he was on his way to work at Hardee's or Arby's, one of these fast food places. And he didn't, he didn't feel like showing up for a shift, mm-hmm. so he faked a robbery. Like he faked that he got robbed. He called nine one one, and said he got robbed, and tried to put on this whole hoax. When he got caught, it was all just a ploy, so he didn't have to show up for a shift at work. Man, I saw this. And I started thinking, like, man, this is. Dude ran out of doctor's notes. The doctor's like, I'm not writing you any more notes for work. He's like, I know how to get out of work. I got wrong. Get out. Yeah, I get a, I get a note from 911. <laughs> like, hey, now, can you tell my boss that I got robbed? <laughs> yeah, you call 911. Like, hey, I got robbed. And can you email me over a letter? I got to send this yeah, to yeah, my boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell my boss if I give you his number? Can you tell my, <laughs> I'm not going to make it in because I, I got robbed. I can just hear that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I don't know why that was in the news, why it was newsworthy, how I came across it. People are desperately looking for news stories, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I thought it was That's pretty, pretty funny, funny, man. Yeah. That's up there with the, the good excuses. I've heard some pretty good excuses. Yeah. 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 I've done... Huh. I can't remember if I've ever had nothing like that to get out of work. I've never pretended to be robbed. No, 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 not not. I wrong. did work with a guy that kind. Of, now that I think about that, <laughs> yeah, this guy was a raging alcoholic. Like, he loved fucking drinking, and so you know, needless to say, we worked at I worked at a machine shop at the time, and you know, starting time was like six a.m., yeah. six or seven a.m. Seven's late, and uh, 
he so getting to work on time on the nights he hit it real hard was real rough. You know, he'd show up in a somewhat questionable state to be running heavy equipment. Yeah. But I remember he showed up late one day, and I remember him trying to use that excuse, like, oh, yeah, my truck got broke into, and this is a big, long story. And you could just tell he was still fucked up. <laughs> I remember looking at him like, really, dude? Are you really gonna insult my intelligence that bad? Like, come on, man. We're we're adults here. Just don't fucking cut your limb off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my truck got broken. My tr- oh yeah, it was this big elaborate story. I forgot. Huh. That's so you do know someone. <laughs> He's trying that. He didn't quite he call nine one one. To the best of my knowledge, he didn't call nine one one and ask for a note. But oh man, yeah. Like, how do you get caught? I mean, he had to have pushed it. Like something. Something. The fact that he called nine one one. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, dude, you can just be vague as fuck. And they were like, you see, you know a, what I mean? Like, that's the he pushed it. He pushed it somewhere. He probably, he probably yeah. He like when the cops showed up to take his report, he he probably that's where he fucked up. Instead of being super vague, yeah, he was probably trying to get down to like details. And probably he, like and he started kind mixed of mixed his spun. story yeah up. he got spun up in his little web of lies yeah 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 straight yeah, and the cops were like what? I thought you said it was three guys and they were wearing sweaters and right. they were saying it's like two dudes <laughs> they had jumpsuits on <laughs> yeah I'm sure that's uh, this guy can't be very bright no <laughs> no 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 uh-uh. so it didn't take much to slip him you know slip yeah so. yeah I was just thinking man like that's <laughs> that's gotta be fucking I don't know. I could probably call nine one one right now and tell them I got robbed and not get caught. I mean, sounds like a challenge. It does. <laughs> so if I'm not on the episode next week, <laughs> oh, speaking of that, the episode we're recording on Friday, yeah. the 29th, 28th, whatever the fucking day is. The episode that came out today. I want to, in case I didn't delete a big section of silence in the middle of that podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> this will be a week later, but I think I did. We took a little break, about an hour in or so, and I'm pretty, I hope sure, we did. I'm pretty sure I edited it out. Because it was, it was not very entertaining. No, it was dead air. Yeah. Or you could hear us in the background. Unless Aqua was saying something, I don't know. But we didn't have Z and Shiloh to fill in. No. So I apologize if I was unprofessional and did not edit that out. Producer Rob. Yeah, man, my schedule's been pretty busy lately. I do a lot of fucking laying around and coloring. Yeah. Your inappropriate coloring book, how's that thing? Awesome. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing how like therapeutic coloring is. Like it makes me happy. Yeah, it is. It is. I like to color with the kids. It's It's good. Good. uh, Yeah, you just turn the mind off and. Yep. Yeah, you feel like you're mastering something. Yeah, you do. Staying in the lines real good. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I do. I put on a podcast. May or may not be barbecued. And just sit there and just fucking just color. I'm just jamming out, man. Just fuck yeah, man. It's kind of cool. Well, cool. That's good. That was random. Yeah, I'm not sure where that came from. What uh, did you see? All the stuff with Conor McGregor. Yeah, I, I call bullshit. On which part? Oh, the, him retiring. Well, he's got like some. I guess like there's some sexual assault allegations. Or oh, something I didn't even see that coming at him. I knew he got arrested. Like a couple weeks back in Miami or in Florida or something. Yeah, shit. smashing some dude's phone. Not yeah, quite some, an arrow, but yeah, something. There was something along those. Lines. I didn't care. I didn't pay too much attention to it. Yeah. I knew he'd get out and as much money as that motherfucker's got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I heard he retired. He put it out on Twitter. That yeah, he retired. Twitter tired. I, I think it's just a ploy for him to stay relevant. Just as being the media. 
Yeah, well, in light of the sexual allegations or whatever. Really? So, I didn't yeah, hear about any. Sexual assault allegations. I didn't hear about any of this. Yeah. yeah what have yeah. you heard? Like, what are the kind of details? Anything? Man, I haven't heard, like, what... I haven't looked into, like, the, the allegations themselves. Just, I guess it's back in Ireland. And, uh... But, yeah. I mean, I guess they're, you know, handed down. Like, he's gonna have to face charges. Yeah, to go to court and shit. Or whatever, so... I wonder if it's just some chick after him because he's got a ton of money. Dude. Or if something really went down. He's a fucking lunatic. I mean, the way that that guy runs around and, like, you can see him. Like, he doesn't... It wouldn't take much, you know, for him to, you know, be in a pub, slap some girl on the ass. Oh, and, then, and, then, and then she realizes, oh, that's kind of McGregor. He's got proper 12 whiskey. He's rich as fuck. Yeah. I feel sexually assaulted. You know what I mean? It was just something no, no, like, no, I know. Not, yeah. not that I condone... That's the tough, that's the tough yeah. thing, right? But not that I condone smacking chicks on the ass in the bar, but... Yeah. Is that, or they may have something may have maybe, happened. Some may have some, yeah. some, some gonna happen. But that's the know. that's the problem though, is like there's enough people that either like A nothing happened right. and you're just like just trying to make shit up, or you know, B something happened but right. it was like just nothing. Like if it wasn't today's hypercharged uh atmosphere would have been nothing. Or yeah, like something legitimately happened. But either way, Sucks. It sucks, man. But that guy cannot stay the fuck out of trouble. Like he's a wild motherfucker, man. He is. <clears throat> like legitimately. Do anybody who's really gonna fight for a living is kind of a wild motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's not. And he's even a different breed than a lot of those guys. Because he look, he found the hack of the system. Yeah. He got in, created this persona, made more money than anybody else has in MMA. He's dipping out, you know what I mean. So he's he's definitely even cut from a different cloth than some of the fighters. Yeah, and but, so, man, he's, 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 he's a loose cannon motherfucker. Oh, totally, and now he's got man. a ton of money to go with the loose cannon, you know, characteristics. Yeah. Like, do you really expect something not to happen? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean, he's he's definitely not uh, showing great discretion. So, I mean, yeah. Anyways, it it's. Uh, Kind of sucks. I'd like to see him fight again, but honestly, I don't even care if I care to see him fight again. Uh, you know, he sells tickets. People sells tickets. Get, people get excited. You, you can't tell me that you wouldn't. I, you I, wouldn't. You wouldn't fucking pay to see him fight. Yeah, if Khabib was gonna whoop his ass again or something. You know, like yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of people you can make. I mean, I got a little excited when I thought that him and Cowboy Cerrone were going at it. I mean, that was the, the strong rumor there for a few weeks until this shit came out. Yeah. I didn't even hear. When did you hear about this uh, sexual harassment stuff? It's been a couple days. Has it? It came out, yeah. I haven't been on the interwebs much. Yeah, no, I just saw it uh, on a couple of the, the grappling sites that I check out. So, Speaking of which, the fucking social justice warrior nonsense, It you know, every once in a while it bleeds into our world. Just a hair. Into the jiu-jitsu world? Into the jiu-jitsu world a oh, little bit. What happened? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw this article. One of the, the websites had, had posted. It was something about, like, why do successful female grapplers make, you know, some men so angry or, or you know, men so angry or something like that. And it was like, what the fuck is this? So I, you know, dig into it. And, it, dude, it was just, it was a really weird... Uh, it was an interesting article and it was basically like what recently there was a video posted where at some tournament, some uh, girl, 
at, you know, like 11, 12, something like that, like younger girl, was in a uh, match with a, a kid in our bardom, like real hard. And, and uh, you know, so the kid's like on the mat crying and she wins and walks off. And it's like, you know, hey man, like, okay, good for her. But especially from a girl power point of view, it's a really strong visual you know this girl arm bar on this boy and the boy's left crying on the mat while she's walking off and so it like it got some some play around the internet and well of course you know one you've got just fucking trolls who are just gonna say stupid shit just to say stupid shit and then it seemed like there were a bunch of dudes who i mean just to be honest with you man like like dudes just kind of get tired of being told that they suck and that, you know, the girl power stuff starts to get a little bit old and it's like, you know, hey, you know, like the, I don't know, like some of it seemed to be a little bit more like that. Like, I don't hate girls. It's just, you know, why are we celebrating this girl that, you know, did this to this boy and, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, boy grapplers that are just as, if not more talented than her. So why aren't they getting, uh, you know, some, some play as well. Like what's with, you know what I mean? It's, it's a good point. And like, there's definitely a, a political agenda behind why that video became popular. Because if you're just saying like, Hey, let's just show like the best kids with the best technique and, and whatever, then, you know, maybe that video makes it, maybe it doesn't. But so, but anyways, but this is being interpreted as like, see, we're showing this successful female grappler and so any negative or, or you know, hey, you know, any, anything that can be perceived as negative is like being interpreted as making men mad. Like, why are men getting mad? Because we're celebrating the successful female grappler. And it's like, it's not necessarily why they get mad. <clears throat> you know, one, like I say, one, you just got fucking trolls that are just morons. You can't read too much into that. And then two, yeah, there's just, you know, some other stuff going on there, but... Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I don't see successful female grapplers getting hate. Like, I, no, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't get that feeling. I don't get that sense in the jujitsu community. Again, like, I don't spend a shit ton of time on Twitter. You know, I don't spend a shit ton of time reading comments on, on people's Instagram posts and things like that. So maybe I'm completely fucking lost but I like dude I look at grappling and I'm like dude grappling is one of the sports where women are are really looked at fucking about as close to equal as you can get yeah dude I was just watching there's this uh, I think she's Dutch this blonde headed Dutch chick black belt like new black belt this year that just cleaned yeah. up at Pans like man I want to say her name's like Fiona or some, some shit like that dude she's good featherweight like you know small girl so whatever that is 115 125 yeah. or something dude fucking bitches up and I was watching a few of her matches yesterday. I somehow came across her looking for, you know, articles on jiu-jitsu. And it said yeah. she cleaned up. And, dude, it was just flat-out good jiu-jitsu. Right, yeah. Like, God damn. And, like, I don't even think about it, like, whether it's a chick or a guy. Like, man, that's just right. good, good fucking jiu-jitsu. I think what happens is, is, like, some, you know, you do see some chicks, and we're not going to name names, Mackenzie Dern, um, <laughs> who tend to play up the sexuality aspect a little bit that, you know, maybe kind of enhances their grappling status a little bit. 
And I like think it gets more eyes on them. It does. Yeah, and it gets that, more followers. I think you see people again, like people will call bullshit on that and people will complain about that. But it's not the same thing as like, you know, I'm complaining about Mackenzie Dern as a female grappler. It, you know, some people may complain about the attention that Mackenzie Dern gets as a female grappler and MMA fighter, given her actual, you know what I mean? Like, you know, how much of it is actually her performance versus her, you know, Instagram uh, image sort of thing. And so, but again, is that hating on female grapplers? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think that's hating on, you know, like something associated with them you know but it's not necessarily them and because like i said like i was fucking i was like man i i yeah it, i've been involved in a lot of sports and you know I'm, I'm a fan of different sports and i definitely when i said like i said when i look at jujitsu specifically i see jujitsu as an anomaly as far as like how women are um respected and treated and because dude, we've all had our ass kicked by a girl, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there aren't a whole lot of sports where you can legitimately say that, like, like no man, like I'm I'm pretty good at what I'm doing, and I still got my ass kicked by a fucking girl, and so like you, there's a level of respect in it that again, if you don't do it, so that's why like I'm saying like some of the trolls, a lot of people don't fucking grapple. Yeah, I bet you that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is I bet you the trolls that are getting pissed off don't grapple. Right. Hey, yeah, I really hope, and maybe it's my rose-colored glasses view, but I don't think a lot of that social justice shit will bleed too far into jiu-jitsu. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I would really like to believe that most schools out there are like ours. Yeah. So we just don't let that shit fly. We're all equal. We all get, bust each other's balls, give each other a hard time, we train hard together, take care of each other. None of that shit fucking comes in. Yeah. You know, we, don't, we don't care. We don't care who you are, you know, what you are. What you identify is, as long as you're a good person, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't care. You don't care. No. And, and I would like to think most schools operate like that, and then that'll keep all that nonsense outside. I think that's more the norm than not. I, I hope it is. I think, you, I, you know, you get your weird schools here and there, or just like, you know. I think a lot of times, too, unfortunately, it's just, you know, you're going to have, um, yeah, you're just going to have your outlier, outlier situations. Yeah. And it, the, the problem is, is like, those situations get highlighted and then put up as the norm. And that's PN, but it's not the norm. Right, it's not the norm. That's what's happened in a lot of different areas in society where these these outlier events are being held up as the norm and now everybody needs to fucking bend over backwards to accommodate people because of these outlier situations. But yeah, that's why I was like, I, I've, I've been happy to see it because I've been watching mountain biking like disintegrate because of the social justice warrior bullshit. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's nonsense, man. It's just the, I mean... Yeah, it's it's really um, becoming more and more uh, evident that there's some you know the, the the social justice warrior agenda is gaining taking over. Yeah, it's gaining momentum in the in the mountain biking scene, and uh, so I like I've been really happy to see you know jujitsu that just hasn't been the case. I, and I hope it stays that way. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and I think that's just that's why I didn't like that article. I was like, that fucking article was bullshit. Yeah, you, because, can't, you can't even give him any attention. Just so. Yeah, like why would you even like start to put in people's heads? Yep. Like, because once you say that, then you start people thinking like, oh wow, do they? Yep. Do men get upset over successful female grapplers? Wow, I didn't even think about that. You know, maybe they do. Right? So like that's the kind of shit that starts to put divisive uh, 
thoughts and things into people's heads. And it's like, man, that shit just, it, it has no, no, no place, room, no man. No place for it. You know, that's one of the beauties of jiu-jitsu is, man, once you put the gi on and step on the mat, it doesn't matter. As long as you're a good person, it, who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're all, we're all equal. Yeah. You know, we're all there trying hard, learning, having fun. And, I mean, you just think of, think of the diverse group of people that we have on that mat. You know what I mean? We got fucking doctors, lawyers, cops, truck drivers, waiters, waitresses, you know, yeah. you name it. Yeah. From every fucking yep. you know, spectrum of life, we got it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Are you a good person? Fuck it. And that's why almost every school I've been to, pretty much every school I've been to has been. Yeah. I mean, and that's, like I said, I think that's the rule, but yeah, that was, uh, that, that, uh, I don't know. I just I thought that was an interesting thing because you don't see that stuff bleed into our world very often. And so when I saw that, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then reading it, I was like, "Wow, this is one of those really slanted." Because again, it's like you know, there's a difference between getting upset over maybe someone not having to, uh, you know, if you're if it's perceived that you don't have to overcome the bar's lowered for you. Right, like it's it's easier for a female grappler to get um, press than it is for a male. Like she doesn't have to achieve the same things and 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 be as good. If that's the perception, you know what I mean. If people perceive that and then they complain about that again, it's not that they're complaining about a successful female grappler. What they're complaining about is the perception that certain people are being held up either they, they don't have to overcome the same hurdle or you know they're being held up in a way that, that is, is trying to put other people down right like they're the, the way that they're being presented is in some way that makes other people you know feel bad about themselves and like that like the, that fucking article it's like why do some you know female grapplers make men upset and it's like you know now i start to feel bad as a man and it's like why like, why do we got to fucking do that shit? It's so. stupid. And if you think about it, you know, if you look at jiu-jitsu, like at the highest levels, the highest level <clears throat> men and the highest level women in the world, there isn't that much difference between their jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a difference due to physicality. You know, right. these guys are generally bigger and stronger. Yeah. So they may play a little different game. But the actual technical side yeah, of it. Yeah, the technical side. I, dude, it's very comparable. Yeah. Just, you know, just different. Just, you know, lots of times women are a little more flexible or, you know, just different attributes. Well, yeah. Just Because unlike a lot of sports, there's not one, one way to do it. Right. So you can match your physical qualities to a game. Right. You know what I mean? So that way, yeah, you can perfect, like, you know, you're going to, but yeah, the, the technique, when you look at the, the fucking technique being used at the highest level, like, yeah, the games may be a little bit different. But because yeah, of I would say, I would say they're equal. And it's yeah. not, it's not like, best comparison I would say is like MMA. At the highest level, you know, look at the UFC, the guys are just better at, better than the women at this point in time, just yeah. because they've been doing it longer. You yeah. know, women's MMA wasn't popular. There was very few women that fought, so they're a little behind the curve, so to speak. You know, you see. What oh I'm yeah, saying? yeah. They're just they're not. You know, they just haven't been doing it as long. It's hard to match when you when you got a kid coming into MMA who's got a wrestling base, right? right. Like he's been wrestling since he was fucking four years old, right? And then and then in, he starts with that. He's already ahead of the curve, right? And how many girls have 
that kind of background. And most of them don't. Most of them don't. Very, 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 and, very and, few. and really, women's MMA is still in its infancy. Right. And so that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is yeah, that, yeah. You know, you know, Amanda Nunes. You know, and pick any champ in the guy division. Yeah. And there's a gap. Yeah. Not just because of male, female, but just you know, te- technical wise, and she's really technical, and the women are close. Just saying, you get these outliers, right? right. Like you, you, can point to examples and say, like, look, like you know, her fucking striking is just as crisp and good as any man out there, or right. her jujitsu is just as fucking on it. But as a whole, though, if you're taking like your average female in MMA and your average male in MMA, and like I said, even you know, up and down the ladder. You're gonna see a gap, a gap. In, the, in in the technique somewhere. But the, I, there's not much of that gap in jujitsu. No, there's, no, no. There's, there's really not. Well, because you cool. only have that one thing, though, right? right. It's grappling. You don't right. got to worry about striking and grappling. There's exactly. just so many fucking elements of in MMA, and that's the problem. Like you, you're trying to fill. There's so many fucking buckets that you got to fill. That the sooner you start filling those buckets, the better. And that's why, like a kid who's been wrestling since he was four, man, he's been filling this fucking wrestling bucket. So guess what? He can concentrate way more energy on filling these other buckets. Whereas someone, you know, like a lot of girls who Came come into MMA without that background, buckets, yeah. they got to start filling all the buckets. And it's just a different. And so you're never going to get those buckets as full when you're trying to fill them all at the same time. And you're starting, you know, 15 years behind someone who's been filling one. You know, like it's just. It's, and so there's reasons for it. And, that, and that'll even out. But. The, all that shit doesn't exist in jiu-jitsu because you have girls that have been doing jiu-jitsu since they were fucking four years old, yep. right? And and it's just, it's this one thing that we're learning, fucking jiu-jitsu. You know, sometimes we got a gi on, sometimes we don't, but like... It's jiu-jitsu. It's jiu-jitsu. And so, yeah, yeah like, that's that's what I was saying, man. Like, I I like... I, I, I don't like watching women play basketball. I don't want to watch the lingerie league with football. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not watching that for the football. Right. Like, there's very few sports where I can say, like, I, I actually enjoy watching the women do it as well as the men. And jiu-jitsu's one. For sure. Right? I don't give a fuck. Man or woman, whoever's wrestling. Like, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So... And it's it's awesome, man. It we need awesome. to fucking acknowledge that and keep it that way instead of trying to look for ways that... You know, trying trying to shoehorn jujitsu into this societal narrative of like, no, everyone out there is misogynistic. And, can, and, and, and yeah, and trying to do that and pitting us against each other, like, man, we're all just jujitsu people. Yeah. And you know, like, fucking, we can be harmonious about it. Yeah. We don't need to drive these wedges in there. You know, speaking of bucking the system, man, I'm reading two books at the same time right now. Wow. Probably a bad combination. No. <laughs> because. So the first one of them I'm reading is uh, on your recommendation, Kiss or Kill. Okay. Mark Twain. Cool. So he, you know, he's kind of a radical fucker. I'm just getting into it. Okay. But he's kind of a radical buck the system kind of dude, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm also reading on Nate's suggestion uh, a book called The Way of Men. Okay. By Jack Donovan. Okay. Have you heard of this cat? I have heard of it. Yeah. 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 I'm again. I'm just getting into this, so I I can't give you a good. Uh, opinion on either one except for what you guys have told me about them yeah um, I mean I've gotten a little bit further I think in Kiss to Kill uh, I can kind of see the beginnings of this guy's a little bit of a nut job <laughs> and uh, Jack Donald's the same way like this guy is it's, it's, like it's the book's The Way of Men and basically the way Nate explained it to me and what I've gotten so far he's talking about 
you know, being a good man, the difference is what it takes to be a good man, like the manly qualities or what it takes to be a good man in society. And he's talking about how, you know, society is just killing manliness. Oh, yeah. Right. We've kind of talked about it before. So that's this guy's angle, I think, from what I've reading. And he's he's kind of uh, a little bit of an extremist also. <laughs> so Nate, Nate, the way Nate framed the book to him, he's like, I won't give you a spoiler alert, but he, he's like, the guy's got a lot of good points, but his solution is very rudimentary and elementary. <laughs> I don't know. From what I'm reading so far, it's got me a little concerned. Like this guy's might be like the kind of open revolt kind of revolution, you know? Join me yeah, in the join, woods in twenty twenty one. Here at this point. Yeah, so that's what I'm I'm reading the Smart Twain book and this guy's book. I'm like, dude, I might just end up off on the fucking reservation, man. Why dude? <laughs> I don't think I should be reading both these at the same time. It's kinda ironic that I just kinda Nate Nate loaned it to me. And then you you suggested Kiss or Kill, and I had ordered it on Amazon. Yeah. And we both got to my house within like a day or two of each other. I was like, well, guess I'm reading them both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, man. So we'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear what his solution is. Hopefully I don't read this, get all fired up, and start a militia or something. Yeah. Huh, you never know, man. I got all this time off from work. That's right. Could you be do, what I you do. gotta do something. May as well start a fucking cult. Start a cult. Yeah. May as well, man. I could. You could. I've thought not? about it many a times. Yeah. I kind of like the whole cult thing. Yeah. You get money. You get to fuck all the chicks. Yep. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to? It's good from what I hear until it falls apart. Did you see that Wild Wild Country? I have. I didn't ever watch it all the way through. Oh, you got to watch it all, man. Oh, you got the time now. I got the time. Maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to jump on that one. All you right. can't You can't let that one fucking slip by you. And uh, I got a couple episodes in. Yeah. I'll have to, I, I, it's been a while. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah, man. God, what was it? The, uh, I don't know, just a quick point. That that thing like society killing men was fucking hilarious. Is in the, the, I forget which one of the Greek books I'm reading or, or was reading, but they had a saying back then about Hercules um, being like too, I, 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 I can't remember it, I, but paraphrasing the meaning of it was basically like, you know, he was, he was uh, not meant for society, but he was meant for greater things. You know, he was, he was too fucking rough and rugged for society, but he was meant for greater things. And it's like, so, I mean, society has been trying to geld men forever. And it's because there's a bunch of fucking bitch men out there. <laughs> that let it happen. The, well, the thing is, is they don't want to, like, the hurdle, right? Like, what hurdle do I have to overcome to be successful? And if I can manipulate this hurdle in a way to where I don't I don't have to be a man, then let's do it. It's easier. It's easier. Pack right. resistance. Exactly. Exactly. So but yeah, where 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 manly qualities are celebrated, things are usually fucking better. But again, like not like, you know, not for slaves and women barefoot in the kitchen and shit like that. I mean, that's not, that's not it, right? That's, that's, that's the extreme bad part. But like, man, like manly qualities throughout time have been considered to be, you know, be a man, you want to be honored, right? Like be known as a man of your word, man of honor, right? Like you, you wanted to, people to, um, you know, you known as like sticking up for, for people not as strong as you. I mean, like these are, these are good qualities 
right? But again, it'll make some people uncomfortable because they can't, they don't want, they don't do that, right? And so it's like, well, how do we, instead of me being better, a better person and trying to meet this standard up here, I got to tear the standard fucking down. And if I can tear that standard down where I look like I'm doing what needs to be done and this guy looks like a fucking lunatic because, you know, he's got muscles and he talks about things like honor and dignity, like fucking outdated ideas. Is that shit? You know what I mean? But it is in some ways. It's like, you know, you talk about those things today and people look at you like you're fucking funny. Like, honor? What do you mean? Muscles and honor and dignity? Yeah, yeah. Hey, caveman are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You'd be called a misogynistic caveman. Caveman. It's like, oh, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> I know you just want to fucking bash women over the head and drag them back to the cave. Well, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> no, dude. Not any, exactly. Any chick that let me sneak up on her and fucking club her, I don't want. Too easy. It's too easy, man. Too easy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, they're not... Kelly would never fucking stand for that. <laughs> She'd beat the fuck out of me first. <laughs> She'd go to deep half guard. She'd see that club coming and she just fucking pulled the deep half guard and sweep me. And her and I were sitting over there judging your deep half guard the other night. It is. We were we were in the recovery corner. Yeah. It's off. bullshit. You went, <laughs> went to deep half and I looked at Kelly and I just shook my head. I was like, nope. He has been watching your deep half. My whole strategy for deep half is to get the fucking lapel. That's it. I just want to shove my hands under and then grab that fucking near side lapel uh, with my hip, the arm up by the hip. And then once I get that lapel, I just fucking, that's it. I, I, I'm not trying to do anything else. I'm just trying to get the fuck out of there. Because if I can just get to my feet somehow, if I can just start to get up like that lapel, they have to deal with it. Like if they stay in, they're going to, kind of get swept and if they back out then I got what the fuck yeah. I wanted anyways man so I ain't trying to sweep anyone from the half guard <laughs> man that's just like another position for me to try to get out of uh, fucking S mount or whatever because everybody's getting really good at shutting down my my reverse daily heave of bullshit so anyways yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I looked over and I was like, was that deep half guard? I don't think that was. <laughs> Kinda. That was bullshit. It was an interesting interpretation of it. It was an interpretation, yes. That's what it was. It was a movement based on deep half guard. Yeah. It wasn't deep half guard. It wasn't quite deep half. No, it was some like lapel. It was just it was retarded. But it got me out. You got out. I got out, man. I didn't want tofu on top of me. We definitely have some training partners that when we do that specific training shit, it reminds me of why I don't let them on top of me. So, it's, uh, yeah. Some of those motherfuckers can put down some pressure. <laughs> you also don't want Nate squeezing your head. You do not want that <laughs> fucking ginger gorilla squeezing anything. Dude, that motherfucker. I went to Turtle, and he whipped around in my head and got front my headlock position. Front headlock and got my head between his thighs and started oh, squeezing it. Did he tap you from there? Did no, you? no, 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 man. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's Suzanne Summer in my head he from was, Turtle. He will squeeze the fuck out of your head. Bro. And I'm like, god damn it, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I was gonna it was funny man I was gonna tell him like um you gotta there's a fine line right cause if you you don't want to elicit a panic response because then people will get the fuck out of there right and that's what happened to me like he started to elicit a panic response like he was squeezing and I couldn't get the fuck out of there well and it's funny is 
I, I know exactly what you're saying because it's it's a panicked response on two levels. One, it's crushing your head. Yes. Two, it's such a bullshit submission. It is such not, a bullshit. But you do not, not want to tap to that. I gotta get out of here. I got it. I do. I don't care what happens to my head. I am not tapping yes. this. Any other submission. <laughs> do whatever Any you other want. submission. Yes. Do not Suzanne Summers my head. Yes. <laughs> that was it. And so I got the fuck out of there. And uh, but anyways, it's like you know, if he doesn't quite elicit the panic response, just enough to like make people like just sit there, then he can work what he's doing. But when he man, when he starts squeezing as fucking hard as he can, I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, man. I don't care what he gets. <laughs> he, he's done that to me before, and, and to the point where I it was panic for him to get out. Like I am not tapping to this fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? I've never had anyone do that before. Oh, it'll hurt too. And if it covers your face just right, you'll be, you'll be smothered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It's no good. I know. I was like, oh, I'm getting a turtle. Okay. And I started just looking for my normal turtle shit. And he just fucking whips around in my head and starts squeezing <laughs> the fuck out of my head with his thighs. Because yes. even when he goes around in my head, I'm like, I'm starting to defend like, you know, front headlock or guillotine or something. And then he just fucking steps over and starts squeezing. And I'm like, what are we, what is going on here? It's so humiliating. (laughs) It is, man. It definitely is. That's funny. I think about that when I'm doing that shit sometimes to people. Where I'm like, like, dude, my fucking nuts are rubbing all over your head right now. Like, you should probably get out of here. (laughs) I'm a little uncomfortable. I prefer you escape. Yeah, come on, man. Move a little more. Get out of here. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. man. (laughs) So. Ah. All right, there you go. You got any other randomness to talk about? Man, I got I was going to look it up last night, but I, I got to fucking... Um, I'll have to bro science it for next time. But I'm trying to figure out how, how lesbians became known as lesbians. Because... What's the origin of the word? What did you come up with? Well, the that? island of Lesbos. <laughs> what is that? It's a, it's a Greek island. So, like, lesbians were people from Lesbos. Are you serious? I swear to God. Yeah. Were they all gay? See, this is what I don't know. I, dude, I'm reading the Greek. I'm trying to figure this out, right? Because it's in it's in the fucking Plutarch books, and you know it's it's a uh, so yeah. They're talking about you know the lesbians from Lesbos showed up to help with the fight and shit, and, and I, I like I I nothing in the text indicates that they were all gay, so I wouldn't think that a society could be gay. I mean, as the norm, it just would cease to exist. Uh, you know, I mean, unless you're raiding other people and stealing their kids. Um, could have been. Could have been. But it's not, okay? So, it's just the island of Lesbos. And, in fact, my character's on it right now. I'm running around Lesbos right now. <laughs> Are you? On, yeah, in my, in my Assassin's Creed Odyssey game. and uh, Trying to find the, the secret history of lesbians? You know, the I, I'm pretty sure... It's a fucking cool game, man. I, got, I think I'm going to have to fight Medusa. Sweet. I've already had to fight the Minotaur. I've had to fight... Uh, Polyphemus, the Cyclops, and I gotta fight. I think the, you know, all the stone people mm-hmm. on the outside's giving it away. Well, yeah, it might be Medusa. Yeah, it's gonna be Medusa. But yeah, she's hanging out on the island of Lesbos. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But I, it got me thinking last night while I was drinking. I was like, why the fuck? Why do they start like? Why do they call? Yeah, I guess that's why it is. I'm running around Lesbos. They're calling, they're calling themselves lesbians, and I'm like, all right, 
how did this start? Like, how did it go from being an island in the, I'll be in, interested in the Aegean to hear your research to answer. to that? So yeah, so I'll have to look that up. I know people will be waiting to hear, <laughs> but that'll be for next episode. Keep you guys so, wanting more. Wanting I'm more. edge your seats for next yeah. week's episode. That's right, man. That's right. Start getting into the history shit. So Z's reading a version of the Odyssey Z right is? now. Yeah. Well, I mean. You know, him and Kiele, his bedtime story. So, yeah, it's like a multi-book version of the Odyssey. So he's all pumped on it. Nice. Yeah, had to take out the Cyclops. At least poke <laughs> his eye out. So, <laughs> yeah, got me all inspired. I started reading it again, the Odyssey. It's, uh, I forgot, it doesn't start with old um, Odysseus. It actually starts out with his son, Telemachus. It's been so long since I read either one of those. Yeah. It was, what's interesting is I, I realized that the Odyssey is not, it's interesting because it's not a story, you know, like the, uh, um, oh, what the hell? The Iliad was a story, right? Like it was, it was a guy narrating what was happening. And then the people were just doing their shit and, and he was narrating what was happening. In the Odyssey, what happens is Odysseus, you, you come into it about 80% of the way through his journey home is where it starts. And then he, he continues a little bit and then he gets asked to tell his story. Like, how did you get here? And so then he sits down and he tells his story. So, like, the Odyssey, when you think about it, it's really a fucking interesting, like, twist because it's not, a, it, it's not someone narrating what he's doing. It's someone narrating him narrating what he did. I don't know why I just found that, like, like interesting. Like, when it dawned on me, I'm like, wow, this is cool. Like, you're not starting at the beginning and going to the end. You come in 80% of the way through. And you're telling the story of him and telling then, the story. Yeah, and then the story is actually him telling the story of what happened in that 80% that you missed. And then you come back in at that point and then finish out the rest of the story. It is interesting. It is. It's an interesting, almost kind of fucking, like, lost Right, yeah. like the fucking flashbacks. You start, and it's like the flashbacks are filling in all the backstory. So the gaps as you go. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's nothing new. Homer did it thousands and thousands of years ago. That's the cool thing too. Like, I mean, that story. By the time they wrote it down, it was a fucking old story. So, like, people have been telling the story of the Odyssey to their kids for thousands, thousands of years, and thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, it, like, you know, we're in the year two thousand. All this, you know, Homer and all that was easily, you know, 2,000 some odd BC or whatever, 1,000, whatever it was. So, I mean, that's like 3,000 years right there. Like I said, it was already an old ass story. So, yeah, you're talking like fucking like, you know, three, four, five thousand years people have been telling their kids this story. It's fucking cool. It's, like it's when crazy. you think about yeah, it. Yeah, when you think about it, it's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, like how creative. That you know of a, of a way to tell that story that is and like yeah it's been just it's you know a thread that's been going through time for as long as anyone can remember like before anyone can remember like people aren't even really sure if Homer was a real person right? like it's it's still like up for debate whether it's he it's just attributed to him but like all that the Iliad and the Odyssey were actually stories 
you know, compiled by several authors that were put together and kind of attributed. But anyways, it's fucking cool. In the midst of prehistory comes this fucking story of this hero. I mean, dude's been held up forever. It's like, you know, cunning, um, persistence. Dude, this whole thing is he's getting back home. 20 years motherfucker was gone. 10 years fighting uh, in front of Troy. And then 10 years getting back back home. And he just was not going to quit. It's like, I'm getting back home to my wife. Getting back home to my wife. That's a persistent motherfucker. Persistent motherfucker. So, but it's good. But those are those qualities, right? Like we talked about. Like there's a reason that story has been told. Because that story teaches people qualities that you want to emulate. It's not just a story. It's, there's, there's a way of thinking and a way of behaving that's encoded in that story that you're trying to teach as well. And that's where a lot of the, like, and we've lost our fucking stories as a society, man. Like, America is, our stories are so fucked up. I think that's why, like, a lot of people are, like, we, the, the stories have a political agenda. Not, not a lesson. Not a, like, a real life lesson right. of, like, this is how you behave as a good human being. And it's more important that we're getting the right political message across. And that's why people are, like, instinctively rejecting these stories. And people are, like, you know, like lost in some ways because we have no fucking stories that tell us, no, this is how you act. You want to be like Odysseus. Like, you know, you want to have those characters that everyone in your society can point to and say, you know, you want to be like George Washington. He never told a lie, right? Like, even though that's bullshit, there was, there was a reason for that. Like, you know, there was a reason we told ourselves that story. It was so that all of us could look at each other and say, no, you know, be like George Washington. Don't tell a lie. And now we're, yeah, now we're like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> now we're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we've lost all that, man. You know, whether the stories came from religion or whether it came from just like a shared history or, you know, whatever it was. But those things had value and it wasn't just mind control of the masses. You know, yeah, those things get abused that way. That wasn't the point. Yeah, but there's no, there's no value to that shit anymore. I mean, there is yeah. to the right people that find it, but by and large, people don't see. Yeah, don't see the value in those old stories like that. Well, that's with that's Jordan it. Peterson. That's his whole thing. Like you know, and that's why like I think people gravitate towards him, and and he's uh, like he, he's trying to do is get people to look at and appreciate what these stories are trying to tell you. You know, again, whether it's coming from the Bible or coming from the Odyssey or whatever it is, but like, you know, yeah, that's why people are lost. That's this whole thing. It's like, no, man, you guys can look back and like we have, you know, life doesn't come with a user's manual per se, but there are some encoded instructions from previous generations, previous societies that we're struggling, you know, we've been trying to figure this shit out since the dawn of time. And so you can look to these things and, 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 you know, learn from them, learn something, take something from them. But again, man, that's why, you know, the Bible, it's like, we all get told it's just this fucking magical story about this dude in the sky. Right. And so you're not being told like, no man, all of these stories have like moral, like, you know, coded messages that you should be picking up on and, and trying to employ in your own life. Not, memorizing shit so that you can judge other people and then say well pass a test yeah pass a test and you know it's like fuck so yeah yeah 
Anyways. Anyways. Jiu-jitsu, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you just say the word jiu-jitsu, it ties it back in. That's right. Anyways, jiu-jitsu. Makes us happy. Cool. <clears throat> Makes us happy. So do you want to talk about what we planned on today? Or yeah, we calling that good? I don't know. We can touch on it. You know? I don't know how much you had. I didn't. There, so the topic. What was the topic? Yes. The topic for today we had thought about was um, how, how to deal with different circumstances and life events that interfere with your training and keep you off the mat. Yeah. The, the reason I, I started thinking about this for a few reasons. One, um, it's starting to get beautiful here. You know, springtime, like yesterday was 70 degrees and I mean, we live in a fucking spectacular place where there's so much cool outside shit to do, you know, from hiking, biking, you, you name it. I just go down the list forever. And when it starts to get real nice out after wintertime, you get Jones in to get outside. Yeah. And then, you know, that kind of shit can, you know, interfere with training. Um, so that was one angle I thought about it from. Okay. And because the reason I think about that is, you know, just for me, like I, I enjoy doing all those other activities, but sometimes I'll feel guilty for missing jujitsu. <laughs> you know, even though I'm outside doing something fun and active and healthy, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking to myself, oh, fuck, I, I could have been drilling my arm bars. And that's not exactly a healthy place to be either. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think it's... Uh, I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, getting outside, doing something active. And you know, if you're missing a practice for it, I mean, let's, let's be realistic. Like, if you're a hobbyist and you're not trying to win some world title, you know, missing a practice to go for a nice hike, it's not the end of the world. No. And you can't beat yourself up over it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And whatever it comes down to priorities and what you want to prioritize, but... I mean, you can't discount the value of getting outside in the sunshine and the fresh air. Like, it's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Now, how good it makes you feel. Now, I noticed that. So, I, I was out in my garage yesterday doing my therapy, you know, my workout, my physical therapy exercises. It was so nice out. I had my garage door open. And, you know, like, in between sets or whatever, I'd be out in the driveway in the sun. And it just fucking felt amazing. Because I'd just been laying around inside, basically. You know, and just being outside just felt so good. And you can't you you take that for granted sometimes. You know, if you're out, say you got an inside job, you're at work all day, and then you go to jujitsu all night. You know, a couple hours at night, then you go back home and go to bed. You, you might be very rarely outside. That fucking sucks. It sucks. And, you know, and I I forget now that I'm not working right now. I forget how much time I spend outside. You know, because I got an outside job, so dude, I'm outside fucking all day, every day for the most part. Not okay. just outside. You're outside in like. The mountains. The mountains. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah, beautiful, man. Yeah. And I forget, like, I didn't realize it until yesterday. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, I'm missing this. Because I have been just trying to chill and rest and recover and rest my <clears> leg. <throat> and I didn't realize, like, man, like, my body is jonesing to be outside in yeah. the sun, you know, being active. So, I think it's important. You can't, and you can't feel guilty about doing that stuff. But I, I guess that's a big message. The two, the two I thought about from that aspect was one, it's good for you. Yeah. Unplug, step away for a minute, recharge, you know, whatever. But yeah, just being outside feels so nice in the sun, dude. Like it was actually in the sun. There was a period of time yesterday where it was hot. Yes. I was like, holy shit! I haven't felt the hot sun in a long time. I was out. It was fucking amazing. Dude. And I went for a bike ride yesterday, and I was like, hot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you stop, dude, the yeah. sun just baking on you. Like, holy shit! It's yep. actually hot. Yeah, it was. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that too. It's like, man, I like feeling hot. Yeah. Yeah, being outside is great. It is. And you do, you see, uh, um, I don't know, it's tough because 
the problem is we know that there's a certain percentage of people who aren't going to come back. Yep. Right? Because they're going to they're gonna be like, oh, man, it's nice outside. I'm going to, you know, go do this instead of go to jujitsu and, you know, go do this instead of go to jujitsu. Next thing you know, it's been like a week or two and the weather's still nice and it's just, next thing you know, like, shit, I just never went back. Yep. And, uh, I mean, we see that a bunch man we've you know we've got several people that have these fits and starts um, of training but uh um yeah that's i, I think that the god I, I was pimenta um told nick because nick was talking about you know because again like the idea of like life events things that start to interfere with training so you know for for nick he had to get a job you know graduated school had to get a job and job takes a lot more time and, and is a little less flexible with when you got to be there. So he hasn't been able to train as much. And he said he was talking to Pimento about it. And Pimento was like, you know, look, you got three things in your life. You got work, you got family, you got jujitsu. And, he, you know, he's like, you don't not go to work because you're tired. You know, you don't not do what you need to do for your family because, you know, it's like, so, so why do you do that for jujitsu? And I guess like that's what it is like if, you know if you're if you're able to to step away from jujitsu, but it's still there, right? Like that's that's good, that's healthy, and you know or, or whatever. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it can it can definitely. I, it, I just I've seen it again as a fitness trainer. You see the same thing. Like people stop coming in and working out as much when the weather gets nice. And it's always because they're doing something else at the moment. But like, you know, the, what's funny is like that stuff doesn't always stick. Like something else fills that time, right? Because that's the thing is like, if you don't have like that sacred time, like, no, this is my time, right? And like 90% of the time, that time is going to be devoted to jujitsu. And, and maybe I'm going to devote it to some other shit 10% of the time, but it's still my fucking time, right? And so, and that's what... What happens is, is people don't make that commitment, and so and something's gonna fill that gap. Something will fill that especially gap, especially if you have a family. You know, you yep. got a couple of kiddos and a wife yep. running around. Yeah, something will fill that gap. Yep. There's always something going on. Yeah. The yeah. Next thing you know, your time is gone. Your time is gone. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, you you exchanged it without realizing. You exchanged it. You exchanged it. it, and then it got fucking taken from you. Yeah. So I think that's really like the the big thing is like make sure that. You know, if you have, because you're going to have shit, right? Like, you have to take on a job. You're going to, you know, um, have life events. Like, you know, you get a, 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 a new kid, right? Um, and we've had several training partners that have, you know, Nate adopted a, yeah. a kid. And we've Will, had... Fistful of Skin just had a kid. Yeah, we, so, you know, we've, again, so we've seen, like, but again, we've seen these training partners too. Like, like Nate has done what he needed to do he didn't make excuses. Like he did not. Like did he train less when they when 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 that happened? Like did it did it interfere with his training on some level? Yeah, but he didn't. He he fucking got in there. He did what he had to do to get in there when he could, and so because that's his time, right? Like Nate has his fucking time carved out that's like sacred to him, and and so and but that's the important thing. Like I say, you can tell the people that don't have that. Right, like the first thing that comes up, it's just like okay, I, it, like this isn't sacred time. 
this isn't the like the viewed as like this this uh unnegotiable thing and so uh, it just gets filled with whatever and then eventually gets filled with fucking work or other responsibilities and then you got no time and so but yeah you gotta you gotta just I mean, I guess too. You also, it's good to lower those expectations during times like that, because you know you're not gonna be able to train as much, and so like training should never be a source of stress. I think. Yeah, that that's a big, big key right there. Yeah. So if you're usually training like you know four days a week, and something happens to where you're only able to train one day a week, and man, if you beat yourself up and you're really stressed out about it, like you're gonna stop coming that one day a week. Yeah, you're you're just gonna discount. You're gonna be like, fuck yeah. it. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. Yeah. Wasting my time. If I can't do four, then what am I doing? Right. And you you don't want to get into that trap. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, that, you, yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. Like, you can't fall into that. That's a slippery slope. Yeah. You know, like, like, oh, fuck it. What's it worth it? You know, I'm wasting my time. I'm not right. getting any better. Like, no, just the fact that you're showing off, even if it's once a week. Once a week, man. Just, you're still making that habit. Yes. You're showing up. Realizing that you really enjoy it, where every every time you leave the mat, you know, and you're on your way home, you're like, "Man, I'm so glad I did that." Yeah, and it's because you'll lose that feeling, and you forget how beneficial it is. Yeah, and then you get home, and you're just in a better headspace. You can be the best version of yourself with your wife and kids. Yeah, but if you let that slip away, you forget the, those little benefits. You know. Yeah. yeah, you need that shit, man. And, and that's the tough thing is like as things get more stressful, we tend to like hunker down and start cutting things out and it's like man that's the the last thing you need to cut out is like jujitsu or, or that time you know doing stuff because that's the problem man when things interfere and that's the a lot of times what's happening is there's there's more time demands there's other things going on that's starting to interfere with your time demands and then it's like yeah you can't like you can't deal with things in a good headspace if you're not making time for the things that keep you in a good headspace you know i'm glad you touched on that and took it that way because that is that was like the next point i was going to bring up as you know as quote unquote life events get in the way of your training you know first one i talked about was just being outside hobbies or other shit spring man that's a life event that's a life event. especially if you fucking survive winter right especially (laughs) if you live here in the mountains it's beautiful uh but the other one was you know say something that is going on in your life like stress in itself you know or you're Whatever, a family member passes away, you got to break up in a relationship. Where you know, where we've all been through this kind of shit, and to where, dude, it's tough, man. It fucks you up in the head, emotionally, mentally, and a lot of times that kills your motivation to want to come train. And like, like you were just saying, when when you get hit with all this stress, a lot of times our natural reaction is to hunker down and start cutting shit out. Um, but if you're cutting out the activities that keep you sane. What's keeping you sane? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know it seems very like duh. Well, it's like saying like, like thanks, exercise Kat. gives you energy, right? Right, like but it, you gotta it have seems counterintuitive, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so yeah, I think that's really important because that was the other thing I was gonna bring up. Yeah, is don't man, we've all been through those stressful times in life, and it is to drag yourself into the gym. Fucking sucks sometimes, but once you're there and you put your gear on, you're on the mat. All that bullshit goes away, and it's, it's just jujitsu. Yeah. And when you leave, like, God damn it, you feel so much better. It's hard to remember, man, when you're in the throes of just sadness or depression or, you know, stress. Like, it's hard to remember that. So you got you to gotta keep that fresh in your head. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, we were talking about earlier, like, just trusting 
the process I'm going to show you a certain technique. Sometimes you just got to do it. Just, just trust him. And I, sometimes that's what happens, man. You get to, you know, points in life where you're like, man, I don't, I don't want to do this, but I got to just trust. I trust I'll feel better. I afterwards. trust that I'll feel better afterwards. I don't yeah. want to go to the gym. I don't want to fucking train, but I will feel better afterwards. And I have never once gone to jujitsu and then drove away thinking to myself, well, I shouldn't have done that. Right. Ever. Even the times I've gotten hurt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've never thought that. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. But it's just, that's it. I think the big thing is, is if you got to lower your expectations, do that, which is fine. You know, it's like, don't, don't beat yourself up because you're not able to, to, um, dude, maybe you got to lower your expectations for your jujitsu too, right? Like you're, you're, dude, if you're under a lot of stress, if there's a lot of things going on, you're not able to train as much as you used to, like, yeah, your jujitsu is not going to be the same. It's not going to be as good. And so again, if you're, you know, that's the, if you're like, fuck, I can't train as much. My jujitsu sucks. Now it's, now it's something that's supposed to be helping you is adding to your stress. stress. Well, and that, that's a, at the point in time where if that's going on, that's not a point in time in your jujitsu where you're trying to explore with a bunch of new shit. Yeah. You know, just work your fucking A game. <clears throat> work your A game and try to slice through people if you can. That'll help you feel better. You don't, right. you, you don't need to be exploring and taking ass whoopings. <laughs> Because that's not going to always help you feel better. You know, you're yeah. all stressed out. You're trying new moves. You're getting fucked up. You're like, God damn, my jiu-jitsu sucks. Fuck this. It's bullshit. No, man. Just go to what you go to your go-to so so you can unplug. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's beauty. Like Sometimes when you're just, you know, subconsciously just rolling and you're sorting problems out in your head, you don't even realize it. And because you're not putting a ton of thought into the jiu-jitsu. You're just in the moment. You're just, the jiu-jitsu is just happening. Yeah. And, yeah. No, yeah. Even then, though, man, it's not gonna be quiet. It's just gonna be off a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna be off. And so again, it's like I know what you're saying because you're absolutely right. Like, yeah. Hey, guess what? That's not the time to be trying a bunch of new shit. Or it, 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 like, yeah, just work on your A game. But by the same token, it's like, man, lower, lower your expectations. Like, like that's really a lot of what it boils down to. Is like we sabotage ourselves because, man, we set these fucking expectations for ourselves. And then when we don't meet them, we fucking beat ourselves up. And and then that becomes a source of stress. And so then you don't want to deal with that source of stress. So then you just scrap it, scrap it all. And and that's the that's the downward spiral, man. You just you see it where, you know, people stop doing the things that keep them in a good headspace. And and then there's just, yeah, like you said, what's gonna keep you in a good headspace then? So yeah, it's just it's just Prioritizing and changing your uh, changing your expectations. That's big. Is, is really kind of the two big things to to make it through. Um, and again, you got to handle each situation individually. I mean, there's you know if you're taking time off because it's spring and you're spending more time outside, then you know that's fucking fine. If you're taking time off because you got a new job and you're working more hours and you just got to deal with that. I mean, it's it's. Uh, um, just gotta do it and make the rest it. of it keep yourself engaged as much as possible like me you know when knees fucked up I'm gonna be out for a long time I'm still staying engaged as much as possible yeah you know, going up there hanging out trying to coach with one fucking leg and... yeah right. yep so you yeah, play the hands you're dealt man and like you say I think expectations is a big thing you place too high expectations it gets discouraging and then you just yeah throw it all out like fuck it I'm done yeah <clears throat> yep yeah it's not uh 
not good for anybody. either, man. No. Not what you want either. So, all right, that's all the advice I got on that. No, that's all. That's all I was just saying. Like, there was a few things that made me think about that, and yeah, the nice weather and life events and yeah, you know, money being fucked up. There's, things are gonna happen. You're gonna get forced off the mat here and there. Yeah, but you don't have to get forced completely off the mat. No. You know? Yeah, dude. And I, I strongly advise don't let yourself get forced completely off the mat. Man, I would say, God. I mean, again, everything's everybody's different, but in general, man, if you are starting to approach two weeks without having trained, like there should be some major. Yeah, you need to get off. the fuck in there and train, because just like every day that you don't train, the odds of you going back in and training lower. Yep. And everyone hates to hear that, right? Like, because he, but that's why you know you're doing what you're doing. Like you're going in and doing what you need to do, because you know that even. Even as ridiculous as it sounds, that, that something could come between you and jujitsu, like you don't take it for granted. Like you know that, like man, every day that I'm not training and I'm not and I'm letting like, you know, whatever fucking keep me from jujitsu, the odds of me not going back increase. It's just, it's just fucking a fact of life. Even if it's just like point zero 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 one percent, it does. And so, yeah, man, you don't want to let too many of those days stack up on each other because then the next thing you know, that momentum, you're not able to overcome it. Momentum's hard to stop. It is hard Good to stop. Good or bad. Because yeah. then you see, too, like people realize it and then they'll show up. They'll be like, fuck, I haven't been in for a couple of weeks. And they'll show up for like one or two classes and they disappear again. Yeah. Because once that momentum gets going, it's fucking hard to stop even if you do... I'm going into class. That doesn't necessarily stop the momentum. No. Like you yeah, got to start making. You, you got to build the momentum the other direction. Other direction. You got to be making a couple of weeks of classes in a row to get direction momentum going the other direction. So yeah. yeah, if you go four weeks without training, like that momentum, you're gonna have to. That's a, that's, that's a hard, hard momentum to break. That's man. a big ball rolling down a steep hill. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So even if it's just going in, like I said, if you're injured, you're just going in and and just being there. Just fucking hanging out. Yeah, hanging out, <laughs> watching, watching doing, man. man. Yeah, doing what you can or. Or, uh, you know, whatever, if you don't, and that's why we, we, uh, I guess kind of last point, we definitely encourage a, um, mindset of when you're there, you train, right? And, but sometimes, man, like people just want to be there and, and it's like, yeah, okay. If you're always sitting on the side of the mat when we're, when we're rolling, like maybe there's something there, but like, you know, I mean, sometimes you can see, like sometimes people got like a round or two in them and it's just like. And they're, just, they're just kind of sitting there watching, and it's like you know maybe they got something going on. Maybe they're just tired that day. Maybe they just they just want to be there and fucking feel the vibe. Yep. And and yeah, as much as we're you know we like to kind of like come on you little bitch get in there and fucking train like by the same token man just appreciate that sometimes your training partners man like they may have other shit going on they just want to be there, and so they may not be as engaged as they always are. And so that's the other thing too is like you don't want to discourage people you know by uh like there's a fine line between encouraging and discouraging right like hey man you know missed you the last couple weeks you know or or start busting their balls real hard and making them feel bad and now they're getting discouraged and it's like so it's uh as a training partner man you know that's another thing is you know you can help with those situations by taking the temperature of your training partner and it's like hey man you know, reaching out if you haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. Just, hey, man, everything all right? I haven't seen you in the gym. Um, just, you know, whatever. But there's there, there's definitely things that, that you can do as a training partner to help somebody who's going through something 
and can use some encouragement or just you know help. a little nudge a little nudge, a little nudge in the right direction pat on the back or yeah some but yeah man that's what makes jiu-jitsu great is it's supposed to be that refuge from all this fucking social all justice fucking war bullshit, bullshit in, the world, in the world yeah man that's it is it is it is the the refuge from that nonsense it is man that's why it's such a beautiful thing that's right walking the doors of that school and on the mat none of that shit matters that's right it's like everybody's got a responsibility man it's like we're trying to help help each other out and so uh yeah it's good it makes such a great place Fuck yeah. So. That's a good place to end it. I think so too, man. I hear the weed store calling my name. Yeah. Yeah. Got road trip. <laughs> Pumped. That's right, buddy. So, all right. Well, I guess we'll... Uh, call that a wrap. Call that a wrap. And, See uh, you guys next week. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Cool. No no dead air you got to worry about cutting out on this one. Uh, if that's in there this week, just... Uh, <laughs> well, it's too late now. I can't wait to it find out. It is what it is. The mind fuck. People be coming up to us like, did you guys do that on purpose? Were you guys like... I think we should go with that. Because people won't hear this until next week. Right. Right? So they don't know. So I think the story should be like, yeah. Was, yeah, this week if someone asked us, like, man, did you guys' microphone cut out? I'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, man. That was all part of the podcast. Oh, we heard, didn't pick up on what we were doing. We heard the dead air is the new rage. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. All right. See you, everybody. Yeah, see ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Die!